the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ed Martin and the Pro-America Report. On The Answer San Diego. All right. Welcome. It's Ed Martin here in the Pro-America Report. Great to be with you. Thank you for listening on Periscope. We're going to tell you what you need to know right off the bat. What do you need to know? And that is this. I don't think you've heard this phrase before. It's a very simple phrase, but I'm going to explain to you how it is what we need at this moment. And then we'll also talk about China. So what you need to know again, it's Ed Martin. Great to be with you. If you're watching on Periscope, uh, thanks for tuning in at Eagle Ed Martin on Periscope. I know folks are sharing that all over but if uh, this is the beginning of our program together the answer san diego.com and uh, you can also go to edmartinlive.com folks will go there and they will get signed up and every morning at 5 a.m pacific time i send an email out it gives you a few key articles it gives you a few key, key links to our programming and it tells you what you need to know it's a lot of what you're going to hear now all right today what you need to know here is the most important thing I can tell you right now. And I'm going to walk you through why this is the most important thing. It's what you need to know, but it's also how you need to think about this. And it is what you need to do. It's all all three of those things. And that is this Trump and verify Trump and verify. Now, what do I mean? In the old days, there was a Reagan Reagan, actually Ronald Reagan gave this. He used this phrase about the, about the Soviets and others. He said, trust and verify. That was the phrase trust and verify. Meaning you get a comfort level people. You believe them when they say something, but you have to check it. You have to check it. Here's the thing right now. And I'm talking to, especially to the grassroots in MAG America, the people who in 2015 with me, with the late Phyllis Schlafly, with others, when everybody in the world, said, no, 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 you can't back Donald Trump for president. You got to pick somebody who's a little more traditional Republican or a little more historically conservative or a little this or a little that, not so this, not so that. And all of us said, no, it feels like Donald Trump, the candidate is just what we need. And we needed him as a candidate. He changed the way we felt about our election, the Republican Party, the primary and the election. And then as president, it turns out, you go to read the conservative case for Trump, my New York Times bestselling book that I wrote came out just two months before the election. It said he's going to be a conservative. Here's how. And he's done it. Pro-life president, pro-life judges, all these kinds of things he's done. The, the America first mentality that he's put in place is protecting we the people, American people, over the rest of the world. It's been extraordinary. But he has been put through what this is President Donald Trump has been put through the most torturous four or five years you can almost imagine. By the way, his business, his kids are running it, Eric and Don Jr. are running it. I think the business is probably going to be cut in half, right? I mean, we're talking about businesses suffering. Every Trump hotel is, is shuttered now. Every, you know, all the, there's no events being held, right? So here we are. Now, what, what I want to tell you is he's been through the ringer for us. He's been through the gauntlet for us. President Trump has gone through all these things for us. He's done it. And by by the way, there's only one perfect man, and he's not Donald Trump, right? And we're getting ready to celebrate in 11 days uh, the, the, uh, the, the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I know that. So I don't want you to think I'm going too far. I'm talking about as a political leader, as someone who gave us hope. This president has promised and delivered. 
in every way. And what we know, need to know, what you need to know right now, what you need to understand is after all that he's gone through, you have to believe that somehow just now he's fallen for a hoax. He's gotten persuaded by the deep state. He, he's, he's gotten rolled by the bureaucrats. And so I want you to think carefully about Trump and verify. Trump and verify. He's asking us to do something for the next 20 days, 30 days, 50 days. He's seeing what you can see. If you look close, by the way, I encourage you, I hate to say it, I encourage you to be a little bit um, uh, morbidly curious, if you, for lack of a better phrase. Go look and do a search and look at what's happening in Detroit. Look at what's happening in uh, New York. Look at what's happening in Louisiana. You don't have to look to Italy anymore. You can look here in America. People are dying from the disease. Now, people die from diseases all the time. We shouldn't be too, uh, you know, kind of over the top. We have diseases and we have flus and we have, this is different. It's different on its scope, it's different in its intensity, and it's going to get worse. Two nights ago, the president in his press conference, which I encourage you to watch these press conferences, I think they're very reassuring, but he, two nights ago he said, we're in for a tough two or three weeks. He said it two or three times, we're in for a tough two or three weeks, the president said. And my point to you all, and what you need to know, is Trump and verify Give him a chance. You have to give him. I'm talking only to the people that believe in him. The rest of the people that don't believe in him, I'd ask you to look at the facts and study things. But for those of us on the right, on the conservative side, we came up in the Tea Party. We believe that government is too intrusive or wants to be. We worry about the size and scope of government. We, we're, we're vigilant in our protection of our Bill of Rights and our, our God-given rights, not just the rights that are in the Bill of Rights, but the ones that we know are inherent from God. That's why we're together. That's why we're so special. And that's why we are the citadel the conservatives are of keeping this country special because the left just wants to tear down i'll talk about that in a minute but we have to give this president the benefit of the doubt not just the benefit of the doubt we have to give him trust we have to trust this president now for what he says he's doing we have to believe that he has our best interests at heart that he sees through the the uh, deep state that he all these things that we because a lot of our good people my friends are on the outside now and they're saying, hey, it's too much. It's too much. We have to stop this. You know, we have to all go back to work. We have to listen, uh, Trump and verify if in 30 days, in three weeks, we're back here and we're saying, hey, we're losing our liberties. I don't think anyone should ever be blocked from going to church. You should go to church in your community if you need to. But if someone says to you that if you can skip church this week because or two weeks in a row, because it will help protect the community, you can listen to that. Now, if they say six months from now, still no church, then we know something's wrong, right? We don't want to live in a world where we give up our rights because someone says it'll make us feel better. We know it's not true. But in the short term, I've been trying to come up with the best way to talk about this. If someone, if there's a building on fire and you say to me, I'm going to run in there because I love that building, I'm going to run. And I say, you can't do it now because you'll endanger yourself and others. Yeah, that's, that seems reasonable, right? We have some standards of holding each other from doing things. But if it's an empty building and you say, that's my old uh, uh, church or place I want to be, it's not a great, this isn't a great uh, analogy, but maybe it explains a little bit. And you say, I want to go in there. I don't have a right to stop you. But we have to trump and verify, trust and verify. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Be vigilant. Look, I'm mad at the Surgeon General. He lied to us. He lied to us about the masks. The efficacy of masks. I have a mask now. I've had masks for my families. Cloth ones. We don't have the the high-end ones. We have cloth ones. But you should all wear masks. That's ridiculous. Everybody should wear masks, period. I mean, cloth masks. You shouldn't go out and take the medical masks if they need them. But pretty soon, they better get the masks for everybody. Um, My point is, the Surgeon General lied to us. 
I'm not saying we have to trust everything, but the president's asked us. He has a vision of what's happening, and he's saying to us, I'm asking you to trust me. I'm asking you to trust me and take these steps. We have to believe him. I'm, I'm making this appeal to especially to the MAG Americans, to the people along with me, we came along for this president, for making America great again, for the policies, for changing how things are done. We believe in him. You've got to give him a chance. You've got to give him a chance. You've got to give this president a chance to hang in there and, and lead us. So that's my pitch to you. Now, I want to do a quick thing about China. I didn't want to I didn't want to let this pass. And it's you know, we cover a lot of ground and in a few minutes. We're going to go I'm trying to check and see. Yeah, we're going to talk today with uh, later on David Horowitz on the program. We'll talk with okay, David's book, of course, is Dark Agenda, the War to Destroy Christian America. We'll talk with him about what he's seeing. So that'll be great. So if you haven't um, if you haven't if you don't get a chance to see that interview. Sorry, somebody's kind of come in here. Uh, you're going to you can go to the answer San Diego dot com and get the show or wherever it's a podcast. Uh, but listen, China is playing a long con. That's when the headline. They, they, they play in a lot. If you ever you remember watching the, um, the, the old fashioned movies about about con men and all these things, China's playing a long con. They they know exactly what they're doing. They don't mind the communists in charge. Don't mind if tens of millions of people suffer. They don't mind if their reputation is as liars. They're playing a long game on us. And, and right now. When, when the president's not taking the fight on China because we're selling them uh, stuff from our farmers and we're trying to get through this, understand that he knows, just as we do, that, they, that what China's done to us. Between fentanyl, between the Wuhan virus, uh, stealing our stuff, he knows exactly what the deal is with China, and so do we. And we need to not worry about China today. We got to worry about America for the next three, six months, whatever it is. But when it's done, we got to go hard at China. And I'll just say this. It's time to rediscover the Monroe Doctrine. The Monroe Doctrine, which said, stay out of our hemisphere. It was something that was big. Stay out of our hemisphere. 1823, President Monroe did that. And people forget about it and all that. From Greenland to South America, that's our hemisphere. China's trying to lay their hooks in to play the long con on us. we got to stop them. we got to stop them. we got to be willing to do it. Not today. Not now. we got to take care of ourselves. We've got to take care of ourselves. We have to take care of our own community. And we've got to do that right now. So uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back to the show, I'll be back on, on, uh, on uh, Periscope for just a minute to finish up here. But we'll come back. We'll talk later on with David Horowitz. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. We'll be right back. Ed Martin and the Pro-America Report. On The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Ed Martin here in the Pro-America Report. Our next guest is the one, of the one half of the Schlafly Report. Andy Schlafly writes the Schlafly Report every week with his brother, John, and they've kept it going. It's been, you know, years now, and, and their mother, Phyllis Schlafly, late Phyllis Schlafly, did it for decades, and it's been extraordinary and, and a great success as they've kept it going, the two of them. And this week's column couldn't be more uh, timely. It's called, the title is Dems Push Socialized Medicine to Exploit the Crisis. And uh, we have Andy Schlafly. Among other things, Andy is an attorney, and he's a general counsel for the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, which is a, uh, I would say, a more commonsensical, but some would say more conservative uh, nonprofit for for physicians. You know, some of the other associations are very liberal. And so Andy has a front row seat in helping physicians and helping the healthcare system uh, fight off socialism. So first, uh, Andy, welcome back to the program. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on your show. 
No, it's good to have you. And further, tell us why uh, the Association of Americans Physicians and Surgeons exists, that why there was a need. I think people, uh, that, that's helpful for our listeners to understand the dynamic in, in healthcare because that fight is not going away. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Right, Ed. AAPS was founded back in 1943. 43. It's really about the oldest conservative-leaning organization in the country. And it was founded in order to stand up for the practice of private medicine, the independent practitioner, the sort of traditional doctor that you think of when you were growing up or that your parents think of. He lives in the town. He knows everybody in the town. You go to his office. In the old days, he'd just pay a modest charge for your office visit. He checks you out. And you go on your way, and it's really sort of the golden era of medicine, contrary to what we have today, where we've got all these liberals pushing socialized medicine. And what they want to do, particularly in this coronavirus, Ed, is they want to get you in a hospital, fill their hospital, take tons of federal money, and then apologize as you die there because you can't get the medication early enough to ward off the disease. So that's the model being pushed by Governor Andrew Cuomo in New York. Fill up those hospital beds, build more hospital beds, get them in there. Meanwhile, hoard the medication that might help these people. And then uh, apologize as so many die and just sort of shake their hands and say there's nothing we could do. That's socialized medicine, rationing care. Um, that's not what this country was built on. That's not what AAPS is about. That's not our future. Our future is private medicine. Get some free market dynamics in there, the magic of the free market, where people are paying for modest charges for their own care, can get the medication they need. There's no rationing by government. That's what we need to get to it. The uh, and we're talking with Andy Schlafly, and it's so important. Let me make sure to say this because I don't want to uh, miss a chance to give uh, AAPS, a- a- uh, the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, uh, a little plug and make sure we put up there their, their website is aapsonline.org, and I'll put it up on social media. But Andy, back to your column, which is so important uh, because this is one of the things I will say. I, I'm, a, I'm a big um, Trump and verify. I, I think we have to trust this president. He's done a lot for us. On the other hand, when I watch and see and and your column again this so extraordinary to see the description of this physician, uh, Dr. Zelenko, who treated his patients in a way that he instinctively knew would work or would help and wouldn't put them at risk. In other words, he didn't say, I'm going to give you like a, a dose of some radioactive thing that if, you, if it doesn't work, it's going to kill you. He knew he was giving him a hydroxychloroquine and anyway, and it worked or at least it didn't hurt them. And yet we watch the government and they are saying, well, I don't know. Maybe we'll find something. Everybody, you know, stay. I mean, we have things that are working. And this Dr. Zelenko is there, as your, your column recounts, is saying, hey, we're seeing on the front lines how medicine works. Why don't you do that instead of, you know, having bureaucrats telling us we're having deep thoughts and, and models from the UK. Models meaning, you know, modeling as opposed to, you know, people on a, on a, on a runway. But, you know, and, and we're stuck. I mean, how do we break through that, Andy? And you describe it well, Ed. Dr. Zelenko, there, uh, he's outside of New York City. He's in New York State. He's treated 699 patients. It's more now with yep. medication that's a protocol that's proven to work with those patients. It's proven in other areas, too. That's what South Korea used to uh, get over this crisis. China's got it in their guidelines. India's using it and stuff. It's French 
researchers are recommending. So he uses it there in his office setting to keep people out of the hospital. So he's kept 695 out of 699 of his coronavirus patients out of the hospital. That should be the goal. That's a success. Yeah. But no, we got the governor of New York hoarding this medication. He's prohibited people from prescribing it in many cases, and he wants everybody in the hospital. Listen, I mean, I've spent a couple weeks in the hospital once. Maybe you have two, Ed. I know most people spend time in the hospital, and it's not the place anybody really wants to be. You're going to pick up (laughs) other diseases there. You're going to get, I remember I got woken up. It was like six o'clock every morning. I got woken up trying to get some rest to recover. And they're waking me up at six o'clock in the morning to, I don't know, take my temperature or whatever. That's not where you want to be. You want the good care at home and you want it from a private physician who can do what's best for you, not a hospital employee who's going to be stuck with whatever the hospital administrators tell him and the hospital administrators are stuck with whatever the politicians tell the hospital administrators. Yeah, and we're talking with Andy Schlafly, and Andy, in the column, Andy Schlafly's column, which, by the way, it runs over on townhall.com, the sister side of the Salem Radio Network, but also all of Andy's columns with his brother John are archived at phyllisschlafly.com. And the line I took away, it jumped out at me, and I didn't realize it was hot-linked. I clicked on it. Is in Halfway through your column, it says, the real crisis is one of politics, not medicine. And, I, and it's hot-linked. I clicked on it, and it's to a column back in 2009 by your late mother, Phyllis Schlafly, on what Obama was doing. But the point here is... And you read this column and what we're going through, the left knows to use a crisis to keep going in the direction they want. And so when you see we're all, you know, we're all worried about sickness, right? We don't want to see people die. We, we have now all of us has, you know, six degrees of separation, you know, the Kevin Bacon thing to somebody who's really sick at least. But we, but the move of the de- of the left is to march towards socialized medicine. So here's the punchline. Too often the Republicans fall for it too, right? Or are willing to do it because they like the hospitals and the insurance companies and they're not necessarily on the side of, the, of, of we the people or the physicians. Is that the problem? That is the problem, Ed. A lot of these, these insurance companies and hospitals are big political donors. It's also just a lack of background. For whatever reason, the Republican politicians do not tend to have a background in medicine. We don't have any private physicians uh, there, certainly not in the White House in positions of power. There are a few in the Senate, Rand Paul, of course, and he's good on this issue. Uh, But they don't really have the experience, and and without that experience, it's, it's hard to immediately recognize what the liberals are doing here. But what they're doing is they're seizing control, and then they ration. Control, and then ration. I mean, if Governor Cuomo does not think that hydroxychloroquine is helpful in treating um, coronavirus, even though many countries and many studies say it is. But if he doesn't think it's helpful, why has he stockpiled millions of doses of this and then refuses to release it? He's there today saying, no, I'm doing everything I can do. I'm everything I can do. No, you're not. You stockpile all this medication. You've prohibited doctors in New York from prescribing it early. And you're not releasing it. You, people are dying every day in New York, and he's not allowing them to have this medication. So we've got deaths. It's now over 3,000. It's almost 1,000 a day. Almost all those deaths are not getting the medication that many physicians are using successfully. So why are we letting people die like this, Ed, yeah. and not giving well, them the medication that may save their life? 
And one hope in your column, again, back to your column, is that you recount one of our friends in Michigan, uh, a state representative, Annette Glenn, who in the governor up there was pl- doing the Cuomo playbook. A Democrat governor was doing the, the playbook up there. And, and Annette Glenn uh, got involved and pushed back. I guess that's one, one path is at the local level you can try to influence things. But I guess the bigger question is, and this is we're all gentle here. You know, we, we want we believe in this president, but we, we want this president to get his administration directionally uh, to, to, to not just, hey, we're bringing you ventilators, Andrew Cuomo, but we want you to do uh, give 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 us a, a fighting chance. Right. I mean, we need some more leadership out of the Trump administration. Right. Right. And the ventilators, that's the end game. That's when someone's about to die. And what we need right. is more attention on the medication. Now, Trump did a great job in getting the FDA to do an emergency approval of the use of this remarkable medication, hydroxychloroquine, for treating coronavirus. So they did that in the last week, and, and that helps a bit. But I'm hoping that the officials there who are advising President Trump will realize that we've got to push this medication out so there's early treatment of all these people, early treatment, even as a prophylactic, which is what they're doing in India. India's had success in fighting this thing, and what they do is they give all their health care workers who might be exposed to coronavirus, they give them this medication prophylactically as a preventive so that then you don't have the health care workers as vectors, they call it. That's a new derogatory term for a doctor. A doctor's a right. vector. He's a vector. Right, oh, right, that, right. that doctor over there, he's a vector. He's not here to save it. He's a vector, meaning that he's going to carry the disease and give it to other people. Well, if they were getting the medication, well, what's happening, these state medical boards, even in red states, as the state medical boards are saying, oh, if you prescribe this as preventive treatment for health care workers, we're going to discipline you. We're not going to allow that. We're not going to allow that. Yeah. You know, what kind of um, totalitarian control is it? Where's that coming from? Well, it's coming from this socialized medicine mindset, which is to ration, which is to uh, accept a certain mortality figure and then try to ration care and, and dole mm. it out to your friends. So we got, I mean, Governor Cuomo, his younger brother's got coronavirus, and we guys are featuring him speaking on CNN about his symptoms. If yeah. well, what medication is he taking? He's not talking about that. I've looked and looked at. He's talking all about yeah. his symptoms, all about his symptoms, but he's not saying a word about the medication that he has access to, but that ordinary yeah. Americans are not getting. I wonder if Andrew Cuomo. Someone should ask Cuomo if he's on, if he's on it, or if he. Yeah. You know, he, I, I wouldn't I be surprised if these guys are on. You know, you wonder, um, but that's the socialized question. medicine model. I mean, you look at communist countries. I mean, the, the communist dictators, they have all the perks. I mean, they, they get the steak and they get the best medication. You go up to Canada. I mean, the, the politicians, they're all getting great medical care. They're not having to wait in line. the politicians. But the ordinary folk in socialized medicine, they're the ones who get rationed and get on waiting lists and never get the care they need in time. Right, right. It's a, it's an important topic, Andy. Thanks. I got I got to run. Andy Schlafly, and again, I'll put up on social media all this info, but especially at phyllisschlafly dot com. Uh, you know, we on our side, meaning conservatives and American people, need to remember the uh, the teaching that don't let a crisis go to waste, but use it directionally to fight back against socialized medicine. Uh, we're losing ground, it seems. So, thanks, Andy, very much. Uh, we'll uh, we'll watch this closely and have you back on, um, and we'll take a quick break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here in the Pro America Report. Be right back. Ed Martin and the Pro-America Report. On The Answer San Diego. (music) 
Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Our old friend David Horowitz, who is, uh, well, he wears a lot of hats, but he is also the best-selling author of Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy Christian America. Uh, extraordinary man. His, uh, his long, like Phyllis Schlafly, my old boss, he'll, he'll be long known for his many, many books he's written. He's written incredible books and, and, and columns and things starting almost, I don't know, 1974 or five when he started writing. But he also is the founder of the David Horowitz Freedom Center and has had, I'd say, as an outsized impact on uh, grassroots and uh, intellectual firepower on the right. So welcome, David. How are you? I'm pretty good. So Good. Hey, first. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Well, uh, I'm how I'm is in it? That you, category. I'm in the category. Oh, right. I'm aging and I've got underlying conditions. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I live where I can look out my window and watch uh, the deer mowing my lawn. So it's <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Well, I was going to say you 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 have enough perspective that if someone says be uh, alone with yourself or just a few of your family, you probably would say you're, you're with the most interesting person you know. But we'll, we'll move on on that, uh, David. Uh, first, your uh, your your observation on America handling this. I mean, just you're, you've seen a well, lot in your life. We, we have a divided country. And the left, right. which includes the entire leadership of the Democratic Party, is fighting a rear front battle against us. Here we have a virus which uh, kills and affects everybody, regardless of their party affiliation, race, color, creed. So we should be united as a nation and because we live in a democracy, our leader is an elected leader. That's Donald Trump. And the Democrats have done nothing but sabotage our fight against the virus. I hope they get punished for it at the at the elections. But uh, since the whole media and the cultural elite uh, hate Trump and hate America is basically the problem, uh, we have a serious, it's a very, very serious situation. You see that Pelosi and Schiff are already ramping up the next impeachment attack on Trump uh, over the virus. Right. They, do, they do nothing yeah. to help, and they lie all the time. I mean, and, and why do they hate Trump? They hate Trump because they hate America. Nancy Pelosi and her party is a party that is dominated now by identity politics which is a form of cultural Marxism and is racist and collectivist. You get judged by being part of a group, whereas uh, the founders, what America's been about is individuals, being judged as an individual on your merits. It used to be what some, uh, some leftists supported in the days of Martin Luther King, who articulated it really well. But now they're collectivists and they're racists. Anything they disagree with, they attack you for being a racist. And they hate Trump for that reason, because he's their antithesis. He's their opposite. He's an American patriot. He's about making America first. I mean, they mock that. Hillary Clinton actually sided with the Chinese communists in mocking Trump because of the alleged uh, fact that America's number one in, in uh, coronavirus cases. In fact, the figures in China are probably the accurate figures are they have 2 million cases and 40,000 deaths. 
Um, but it's just, when you have a whole section of America pulling for the enemy, that, that puts us in a very hard corner. And, uh, you know, I would, t- I, would, I would be in despair if we didn't have a leader as tough as Trump is. Remarkable we're, uh, we're t- human beings. Yeah. It is. It is amazing. I, I, and let me just say for one second, I was watching the press uh, conference he did for two hours and 11 minutes and with my wife and my wife, you know, we got four pretty young kids and she's busy and she doesn't watch this stuff as closely as I, I do. And after about an hour and a half, she turned to me and said, does anyone realize how impressive this is? You know, this guy is talking about a myriad of subjects and it's and she said he's he's in his 70s. He's standing up there for two hours and, you know, and taking the fight. But David Horowitz and I want to make sure to tell people, make sure they go. I know many do frontpagemag.com. You can go a, a lot of writing there, a lot of David's writing there and some of his good journalists. Uh, but David, um, you, you observed about the, um, the, the uh, divided country. Is, is, there any, is there a chance that this battle helps unite parts of it? I mean, it, you know, I, I, I had a caller well, I bring, bring people, up that. People have got to be getting yeah. fed up with the Democrats. The Pelosi Act is so tired and so predictable. Mm-hmm. And so destructive. Um, You you know, my book, Dark Agenda, is about the fact it explains this this division in our society. The the reason that people are are attacking, you know, Christianity is, of course, under attack across the board in our country. Um, And the reason for that, and and, and Roe v. Wade is a big divisive issue, uh, because the left used the Supreme Court, which is, an right. you know, what is, what is the Supreme Court? It's it's nine lawyers appointed for life <laughs> by politicians. So how could that right. go wrong? Uh, so, <laughs> they, right. I mean, they changed the law, the fundamental laws of the country overnight with the um, Roe v. Wade decision, which was a complete fake. There was, there is no right to privacy in the Constitution, and there is no right to abortion that's constitutional. Um, but that's that's where these divisions started. That's what roused uh, Christians, uh, who you know, particularly evangelical Christians, who sort of looked askance at politics and, and you know wanted. Wanted to stay in the, in the, you know, focused on the other world and the next life. It put right. them into the political wars, which was a great thing. It elected first, it elected Ronald Reagan, and then it elected Donald Trump, and that's the only reason we have a country today. So I, I hope our, you know, I'm uh, as you know, I'm an agnostic Jew, so I'm, I'm actually a very good witness. I'm very objective in this and appreciating the contributions that Christianity has made to American democracy. We were created by Protestant Christians. 98% of of the people who settled this continent uh, were Protestant Christians. And it was Protestant Christian ideas that all men are created equal um, and and tolerance because uh, Protestantism is a revolt against orthodoxy. And that's what America is about. We don't have an orthodoxy. Um, anyway, that's what my book is about. And, uh, you know, yeah, I'm d- 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 David... 
Yeah, David, and and again, I want to make sure uh, that I'll put it up on social media. It's um, it's uh, the the uh, it's called Dark Agenda: The War to Destroy Amer- uh, Christian America. David, real quick though, just like a minute and a half left. You, your whole life has been showing people how the left is trying to take away our freedom. I mean, that's that's really what you've done. Your whole career has yep. been, hey, understand what they're doing. <laughs> how do you well, tell I- the how do you tell the conservatives and the and the grassroots Tea Party to understand that the reason we're we're having to stay home and and stop the economy is to fight a war against this virus but that it will be okay you know a lot of our people are saying wait why am i it feels like i'm giving up my liberty and should i do that i'm nervous how do you assure them about that well because you're i look it's a very complex enemy that we're facing in the virus but yeah trump and his team of scientists is on top of it. Um, and, uh, you know, it'll be devastating if they don't fight the battle. It'll just swallow us. I believe that. Right. It's, not, it's not like the flu. I mean, the flu kills a lot of people, but this is much more deadly, and, it, and it's e- more easily transmitted. And if you don't, you know, catch the... Uh, catch it at the early infection period, it explodes. And you can look at those yeah. statistics and, and so I we have to we have to beat the virus. But to do that we ha- we have to keep get Trump reelected. If it, if a Democrat yeah. were president, they wouldn't have closed the borders. They fought mm-hmm. to destroy our borders for three or four years, uh the Democrats. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, well, my, David, da, da, David, one of the my, my line I'm using is not trust and verify, but Trump and verify. We got to be vigilant. Right. We got to be careful. Like but, but but we but we have to be uh, we have to be, you know, this we, we got to trust this guy at this moment. And you can't uh, deny what's happening. I mean, if, it, if Hillary was in, ta- in in office and she was saying shut everything down, we probably all would be in the streets saying, what do I don't trust you. But I think we have to trust him. Oh. All right. David Horowitz, I got to run, unfortunately. Thank thank you. It's uh, David Horowitz. Good. Yeah, and his book is Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy Christian America. Stay healthy, Dave, David, and, and protect yourself. You're, you are an American treasure, and uh, we need you to stay quarantined. If you need, uh, if you need entertainment, call. I'll, I'll, I don't know. I can sing or something. on the. Uh, and, uh, but stay well. God bless, and thank you for coming on. We will uh, take a break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Be back in a moment. Ed Martin and the Pro-America Report. On The Answer, San Diego. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. A daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by honoring family values, opposing radical feminism, and representing a conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. There are a few silver linings to the train wreck that occurred when Democrats tried to remove President Trump from office via impeachment. His approval rating quickly blew past President Obama's rating at that point in his presidency. Over the course of the impeachment debacle, Trump gained four approval points overall, with record high approval in his own party. The impeachment failure has a long-term benefit, too. It should be clear to both parties that impeachment should never again be weaponized for one political party to retaliate against the president of another party. The lack of bipartisan support in the House set off alarm bells from the very beginning, but the Democrats just didn't care. They were desperate for a cheap win. They ignored the constitutional reality that no president can be impeached and removed without significant support across the board. The impeachment of Trump never had that support. 
Instead, Democrat leaders with delusions of grandeur thought they could make this into another Watergate, like when President Nixon was forced to resign amid the threats of impeachment. But our society no longer takes as gospel truth the liberal television news and other media the way we did in the early 1970s. Public approval of Congress has been abysmal in recent years, but it was not much higher during the Watergate era. The lack of public confidence in the media is what made the difference. The media lost their power to spin the news during an impeachment proceeding. Public confidence that the media will report the news fully, accurately, and fairly dropped to 41% last September prior to the impeachment, and only 15% among Republicans, according to a Gallup poll. Two decades ago, a whopping 55% of Americans had confidence in the fairness of the media. The moral of this story should be very clear. President Trump has broken the backs of the media giants. No one is against real news being shared. We all believe reporters have an important role to play in American society. However, if they want to give the news, they have to back it up with facts. If they want to give opinions, they should run for office. Americans aren't under their spell anymore. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The hypocrisy and lies of the liberal media are alarming and even incite public unrest. But the fake news and the commentators whose slant coverage are finally being exposed. At phyllisschlafly.com, we promise to provide timely alerts and take effective action on your behalf. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Ed Martin here in the Pro-America Report. It's a good show. Thank you for listening. Uh, and we've got a couple things to wrap up. First of all, that right, you just heard coming into the uh, last segment here, that's the commentaries I do. And, and that it may even sound a little out of date. I record each commentary for daily for the month ahead. In fact, next week I'll be recording May's uh, uh, commentary. So you try to plan ahead a little bit. And when I was recording that one about the impeachment, uh, certainly it is still true that the impeachment had revealed a broken media. That was the title of that one. But it also, you know, now we know the, uh, the coronavirus has also revealed Revealing the broken media, but I hope you enjoy those again. You can track them at phyllisschlafly.com and uh, and appreciate you listening to that. Now, uh, I really want to. I got already got a text from somebody. I was telling about Andy Schlafly's column. Uh, we'll, that's up at phyllisschlafly.com. We'll put that segment up too, so you can follow it. It's important uh, to understand uh, as we're working to get people healthy, we don't let our healthcare system slide towards socialized medicine and uh, lose a grip. So uh, that was a good. That's an important column, an important topic. So I'm glad to check that out. Uh, the um, um, a couple of things to wrap up. Um, the um, there was a, a soundbite on Laura Ingram the other night, and I just want to hammer this home because there was on there a doctor who said this hydrochloroquine is a game changer. And so hydroxy, I'm saying it wrong. Hydrox, what is it? Uh, hydroxychloroquine. Uh, I'll get it right. I'm not, this is the problem with having a non-doctor uh, do these kinds of things. Hydroxic, hydroxychloroquine. And then combine it with a Z-pack. It seems like it might work. Here's the thing. A lot of doctors are saying, like this doctor did the other night on Laura Ingram, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. And here's my question. If it's a game changer, and I, th- I tend to think it is, why aren't we changing the game? Why haven't we heard from this uh, administration and from Andrew Cuomo, as Andy alluded to earlier, Andy Slafley? Why don't we know 
how many doses exist, where we can get them, who can have them, what the story is. Is it, you know, I, 25 years ago, I went to Indonesia for a year. I was doing research. And before I left, I had a dozen shots and I was given uh, quinine pills. If I ever, if I ever got into the tropics, which I did, they gave me these pills. I started taking them one a week. And I took them one a week, I think the whole time I was there. I can't remember, really remember. And they mentioned that there were some modest side effects that they should be careful of, cramping and things and muscle cramps and all. I, know, I didn't have any of them, but I didn't get malaria. But you know what? You know, Bill Gates Foundation has spent billions. He pledged a billion dollars two or three years ago to fight malaria, which means they know everything under the sun about quinine, which is the basis of this hydro, uh, the, the, the hydro, the hydroxychloroquine is a, is at the center of it is quinine, which is this, this, uh, it's actually found in bark in uh, Central America and South America. And then you, you, they use it, extract, uh, this, this, uh, bark out of this bark, some, has some properties. And, and, but here's the thing. If it's truly a game changer, why isn't the game changing? I mean, I want to hear where the millions and millions of doses of this drug are. I want to know if we're going to have hydro hydroxychloroquine available every time you turn around. If it's a game changer, change the game. We need to see that, not just uh, wonder about it. And I, you know, I, I do think I've, I've told you earlier, Trump and verify Trump and verify. That's the name of the game. That's the name of the game right now because he's earned that. But we got a demand from these bureaucrats and others that if the game is changing, then let's let's if, the, if it's a game changer, let's change the game. Let's turn this thing on the other side, of, you know, and, and get ourselves focused on the future positive. So that's my uh, this is my that, that's my uh, up on a soapbox. So we'll see. We'll track that for you. All right. As always, thank you to Noah, our fearless technical director for keeping us online. You don't even know. Listeners don't know how much uh, Noah has to do to balance all we're doing. So thank you to Noah and to Joanne and Ryan out in St. Louis for helping produce the show. We will be back tomorrow night, as always, and we'll look forward to it. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. We'll talk to you then.